the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And every weekday, we're here to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions. But on Thursdays especially, ladies, we set this day aside for you. If you have any questions, if you have any need of encouragement, anything that Paula might be able to help you with, I can testify that she is here, she is alive, she is ready, and she is gorgeous. So all you have to do is call 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. 340-9585. You can also call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, please use the KSLR mobile app. It, too, is free. All you have to do is hit the Call Now button hands-free, and you will be able to uh, be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Guess what? What? This is sort of, sort of our anniversary show. Oh, yes, it is. Because the next time that we're together on Thursday, uh-huh. it'll be past our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So this coming Saturday, yep. we celebrate 45 years of marriage. Of marriage. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> I can tell you thank you for praying. Thank you for hanging in there. And thank you most of all for the beautiful um, wife and partner in life that you've turned out to be. Oh, cool. That's all the Lord. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Christians say that. You know, any good thing that comes at us, we know it's the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a deflection because you're uncomfortable being complimented. Well, maybe that. And also he says to praise him for all the good things. So praise the Lord. Well, what's your on your heart today? Well, you know, I I just finished sharing my testimony last weekend, which was kind of uncomfortable. And yet, you know, when the Lord tells you to do certain things, you just you don't say no, you know, um, and you don't get to say. Believe it or not, some people do. Well, yeah, I have in the past, (laughs) too, but um, uh, you don't really need to be asking why, even though there's times when you're like, you know kind of like, well, why now? You know, 20-something years. I've, I've shared bits and pieces of my testimony, but then to he he wanted me to just share my testimony. Okay, so I shared my testimony, and, you know, several people have said they were blessed by watching what God has done. Uh, and so whatever kind of a thing. Um, okay, so I shared my testimony. I, I, it's like I've taken a deep breath, and I get to move on. So... The moving on for me is a week from today. You guys are going to your men's retreat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And your theme is <laughs> what, you, what you've been saying for a couple of years. Um, more than a couple of years. Yeah, at least. Uh, um, just be with Jesus. It's like, how come you didn't think about that before? But every time. I, I, I think I've made an executive decision. I think that's going to be our retreat theme every year from now on. <laughs> I'm with Jesus. And then I can say, I told you so. Uh, <laughs> just be with Jesus. And so I'm, I'm excited. 
of what's to come. Um, and Tim Burns from Tyler, Texas is coming. He's just one of those sweet, gentle, used to be a little heavier, but now very mm. thin. Used to be a giants. lot heavier. He lost over 100, 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he did it through running. And, and he'll get up every day of the retreat uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning and put in probably 15 to 20 miles uh, before he mm -hmm. <laughs> begins his day. He does that every single day. Yeah, that's, he's, he's, he's full of the spirit, but mm, <laughs> every, we're unique. That's a unique calling for him, a unique thing. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm excited for you guys. And um, just that I'm talking about it, Some, I'm sure some ladies from the radio listening audience were at the, were at the lunch, and I don't know that for sure because I, I didn't recognize everybody's face, but not everybody comes up and says, oh, we've been listening to Pastor on the radio, and, and they came. But I'm, I'm wanting to invite any man who... And it, and all men who want to come to you guys as a retreat because, um, as you always say, these are life-changing events. You know, um, you're not, um, you know, uh, you're not so mature in the Lord that you can, you don't, you can't be taught something. We all can be taught something. Yeah, and if you think you're too mature that you don't need... Uh, retreats, time away alone, alone with the Lord, an opportunity to let the Holy Spirit sort of help you evaluate how you're doing in your walk, then that just proves you're not really mature at all. Mm -hmm. And these are great times. Uh, so, so men, um, if uh, you're out there, we invite you. It's a week from today. It actually starts at a mm -hmm. place called Camp Buckner. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea um, what it's going to be like. The ladies use that facility for the first time in their retreat this spring, and we they absolutely it. loved it. Mm -hmm. And um, um, uh, the best thing is Jesus is going to be there. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to have you come. We keep it as cheap as we possibly can. It's not too late to sign up. Uh, call 658-8337 and mm -hmm. tell them you want to sign up for the men's retreat. You will be welcome. And don't feel at all uncomfortable about, well, I won't know anybody. After 10 minutes, you will. Yep. Um, um, it will be a real, real blessing. I'm going to take a phone call, Paula, because I think I know what he's going to say. Okay. <laughs> Line one, Felipe on from San Antonio. Felipe, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ram, I'm a Paula. I just Hi, to Are you excited? Woo, I'm excited <laughs> over here. I woke up today a little <laughs> more happy. It's a week away, the retreat. I uh, know. It. Just to... Uh, just, just to add on to what Pastor Ron was saying, I went one year, 2009, didn't know anybody except for my friends that invited me, and I left to change man. I was uh, got saved. Uh, that retreat, actually, Pastor Ron prayed over me and, and prayed that uh, for me to accept uh, Jesus Christ. I did. My life has completely changed now. Totally different person. Second uh, Corinthians 5:17. Just a brand new person. Old is gone, new is come. I, I I ask guys that you just you come out, come out with an open heart and an open mind, and I guarantee you that the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ will meet you there. No matter where <laughs> you're at, how far you think you are from the Lord, He's ready for you. And it's just a beautiful sight to see men come in. It was the most welcome place I've ever felt to see a whole bunch of men worshiping the Lord. And, and just seeing the love that they have for each other and for the Lord. Everybody is dealing with something there. So yep. don't feel like you're out of place. Just come mm -hmm. and, and enjoy what the Lord has for you. And that's all mm -hmm. I got to say, Pastor Ron. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I will see you next Thursday. All my brothers, I love you all, and I'll see you all uh, next week. And we spend that time with the Lord. Come back, change men. Uh, Praise God. Thank you, Felipe. Thank you, Felipe. Three four zero ninety five eighty five and Felipe, we'll see you on Sunday first. Don't start backsliding just because the retreat's <laughs> coming up. <No. laughs> you know, one thing's about Felipe, Paula. He 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 got saved. He said in two thousand nine. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, it was during an afterglow, 
And and uh, it just if anybody needs to get saved right now before we get started, mm-hmm. Felipe was one of those guys that that, that responded. Um, what's really important is God has prepared your heart for this. Not only that, this new life includes some great benefits. Felipe's gotten married, had a baby, mm-hmm. uh, just doing just everything's completely different. Yeah. And he's like our our retreat cheerleader now <laughs> because he's just like man, just go to the retreat, get saved, your life will change. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know it really can be that easy, can it? Yes, it can be. It's really kind of fun because while you guys don't don't realize it, a whole lot of ladies get together um, and we pray, we pray for you guys uh, to come back, change men. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a, a, a note from my producer mm. that says uh, his mother-in-law, uh, talking about life-changing, his uh-huh. mother-in-law now works at Malta Medical, yeah. uh, and I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. Or I, I know who works there, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't know maybe that was uh, Jordan's mother. So okay. yeah. praise the Lord. Oh, that's cool. wonderful. Uh-huh. See, that's really a new creation. Yes, and, and more and more people, uh, as they come and they sit under you know, God's Word and really know what the second corinthians five seventeen is all about it's very attractive other family members see the change and mm-hmm. say we can hang out with him now or i want what you have you know where are you yeah. getting that Paul, I, I know you heard the show. I don't remember when it was, but uh, I talked about one of the great things is watching uh, somebody get saved, and pretty soon the row that they're sitting in starts yep. to get filled up. We yep. got one family uh, with two whole rows <laughs> um, that, that they filled up mm-hmm. just because one by one they start to fall into the hands of Jesus yep. and they get saved. So it really is a, a great, great, great opportunity. Um, Jesus will be there. He has something he wants to say to you. Um, the group of men out there will be wonderful. Um, our focus, I want to warn you in advance, our focus is heavily on God's Word, studying mm-hmm. the Bible. Uh, there are some breaks, but um, um, it's not a camp to go out and have fun, although you are going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but but our primary focus is the Word of God, letting Him touch hearts mm-hmm. and purposing in our hearts to leave there different than we were when we got there. And that works for everybody from me to uh, the person who goes and wonders what's, what's he doing. You know, we have uh, um, uh, the Africal Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's always sort of the culmination. Our retreat, by the way, is Thursday. It starts at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, I think it starts. But you, the sign-ins, you can get there earlier in the afternoon. Um, uh, so Thursday night, we have our first session, worship in our first session. Uh, s- Friday, we have uh, one, two, three sessions uh, and the afterglow. Uh, and then on Saturday, we have a session, and I end up closing it up um, uh, when we go home on Saturday. Um, but on Friday night after the afterglow, uh, I don't know how this started, and it's really bordering on sin, gluttony. But we've got a guy who's an expert. I mean, he is a magician when it comes to brisket. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get there, you'll, you'll smell briskets. have been cooking the entire time of the, of the conference. And so about 10 o'clock on Friday night, um, everybody has mounds and mounds <laughs> and mounds of brisket. And they still somehow manage to get up the next morning. So... Uh, all of that, it's its just a really, really great time and can be, if you let it, like everything mm-hmm. else with Christ, mm-hmm. if you let it, it can be a life-changing time. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't sure of the year that our two boys uh, came to surprise you at your men's retreat, but I just remember Terry in particular, who's still not saved, maybe on the verge now, but being overwhelmed um, by you guys' afterglow. You know, it was just a bunch of guys, regular guys who were bold enough to stand up and say, I have issues just like every. He used the word raw. Yeah, it was raw. That's right. It was raw. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, a life changing event, even though he's not saved yet, he went out of his way because I asked him because he wasn't going to be here when you guys shared. Um, But he went out of his way to make sure we knew that he had been impacted. Um, and I, I'm just praying that soon, very soon, um, the, the guys who shared whatever it was that night that impacted Terry, that it would get through and 
he might be one of you guys yeah. soon, very soon. And we, I need to start announcing not just for the radio audience, but for even for church, so I'll never forget. But uh, we will not have a Friday night service next week mm-hmm. uh, because of the retreat. So uh, the church will be closed uh, when we leave. Mm-hmm. And then you and a lot of the ladies get together and... We beg the Lord, please don't let them come back here the same. <laughs> please, Jesus. You know, we have to submit to these guys as unto you, Lord. So we're counting on you to fix them. <laughs> See, that, that's what happens when she's put up with me for, we've been together 47 years, been married Saturday, it'll be 45 uh-huh, years. Uh-huh. And that's what happens. She, she's turned into a prayer warrior. Get them, God. Ladies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions or toll free 877-630-KSLR. Paula. Yeah. yeah, let them know, really, Jesus, how much you love them because, you know, people are the way they are for a reason. And, and we... You had you got an email just the other day um, from a really sweet lady and her family uh, saying that, you know, so many haven't been raised up by a gentle, loving, uh, tender father. And um, to come here and, and hear your heart. And she probably was talking about your Winnie the Pooh voice. Um, <laughs> but no, really, that that the love of Christ can be poured out. Um, through you and you care so much that it has helped that whole family really begin to know um, the love of a father heavenly godly father that they they missed out on through an earthly father so that you're not their biological dad but because they're with you probably way more than they are with their own father um, they've kind of you know, so many have kind of adopted you as their surrogate dad. And the Bible says he sits the lonely in families, mm-hmm. the lonely and the brokenhearted mm-hmm. in families. Mm-hmm. And that's what the body of Christ is supposed to be. I think that's the thing I love the most about our church, Paula, is that it really is a family. It's not, it's, it's impossible to walk in here and not be loved on not to be greeted, not to be welcomed. Now, mm-hmm. you may find some things that you don't like. You may find somebody who's having a bad day. That's just the humans uh, who occupy this place. But there's no possible way that you can leave here without being accosted. We had somebody just go, they say, you know, I'm just not so sure about all of a sudden. People start turning on the hugging and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I says, that's just not me. Well, that's okay, but I promise you we'll convert you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell when I when I hug certain people, you know, when they first come in, they're kind of stiff. I was like, oh, sorry, are you okay with me hugging you? And some will say, well, I was like, yeah, yeah it's okay. I, I'll, I won't hug you nearly as tight. But when when you're ready for me to hug you, let me know. <laughs> and somebody that did. and I always I always do the same thing mm-hmm. because when I introduce myself to to people that I don't know. Yeah, you announce it. Well, what what they they'll stick up there and say, uh-huh. Look, "I'm a hugger. Is that okay?" Yeah, yeah, I hear you say that yeah, all the yeah. time. Is that okay? Uh-huh. Um, um, and and most of the time, they'll have the look on their face like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> but their voice will say, "Yeah." Yeah. And then I hug them, mm-hmm. and and they sort of melt. That's just kind of. What the family of God's supposed to be about? Yeah, everybody responds to love. Yeah, everybody everybody responds to yeah, love. They do. Yeah, we had a new lady last night saying the same thing. I've been here two times, and both times, I just feel so welcome. I'm here by myself. I'm a stranger, but I don't feel like a stranger. And I said, "You're not the only person who says that." And I told her the reason why I think we do it, you know, um, is because we all remember how low Jesus had to stoop to pick us up, and so we all remember how how much love we needed and so we're just thrilled to be able to turn around jesus loves me let me let me tell you how much he loves you and and it just it just flows over it's not any put on thing at all it's just that's who we are you know you keep teaching us um to be thankful well and grateful you know if we are thankful and grateful when you think about that we're thankful and grateful because he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and rescued us into the light of his son what? Me? You got those words backwards. Did I do it? What did I say? He has delivered us from darkness. He's rescued us from, from darkness, darkness and, and delivered, delivered us into, into the kingdom of yes. the sun. And that that's he loves. the best part, yes. the delivery uh-huh. into. Yes. Yeah. I get to talk about that Sunday, by the way. I'm going to come to your church. You're good. Yeah. All good. three services. Don't be late. Well, I can't promise you that I'm in the building sometimes, and I'm still not in the sanctuary on time. i got to work on that, Pastor Ron. Pray for me, man. Um, okay, so yesterday you were talking about doulas and slave. 
you know, you know, we hear the word slave, and it's like, I'm not anybody's slave. Don't be and if you me. didn't listen to yesterday's program, doulos, the word is it's a Greek word um, that's, that's mistranslated say, uh, servant um, in, in a lot of places, or bond servant by some translations. And we had a question from Drew, he, and he said, you know, I've studied the word. Why do people water it down? The word is slave. And mm-hmm. he was absolutely right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of what I was talking about at the beginning, when Jesus says, uh, do this, we don't get to say no or why or, you know, question him because you'll bring up that scripture, hey, excuse me, pardon me, but you were bought at a price. You were not your own, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And so when he says to, um, I'll, I'll just do wives, wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord, you know, talking about a one-string guitar. I'm a one-string guitar <laughs> in that area trying to get it, trying to get it down. But I'm a slave to him. And, you know, there are some things we just know already that are God's will. So I know I'm supposed to do that. And so when I decide, because my flesh flares like everybody else's, that maybe I don't want to do that, I have to remember I'm a slave. And so, no, I don't have to. I get to. I said yesterday in the program that we're slaves to something. And we get to make that choice. How wonderful it is that we get to make that choice. We're either slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness. When we acknowledge that we're slaves to righteousness, it means that we're Jesus' slave. And the result of that should be simple obedience. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. And if we do that, our, our, our new owner, our master, remember, an owner buys you. We were bought. We were paid for. Yeah. And when when our new owner leads us into these paths of righteousness, what a wonderful, rich, and free life it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of mess it up by by saying, "Well, no." In the in the particular verse that you decided, wives submit to your husbands. It doesn't say submit to your husbands if he's a godly man. It doesn't say submit to your husband if you feel like it, or if he's been nice to you, or if you're happy and everything is going the way you want it to be. It says submit, mm-hmm. and we have the responsibility to tell Jesus yes. Uh, we have the freedom to choose to tell him no, but that never seems to work out very well. <laughs> no, it doesn't, because he will definitely take you or let you go around that mountain again and again and again and again until he wants you to pass the test. So he'll let you just you take the test over. Go ahead, baby. Take this <laughs> test over. Okay, we need to do this one more time so you can pass the test? Okay. He says, look, I've given you the answers. I've given you the By now, you ought to know what to do. Oh, it, he's, he's sweet, you know. And, and as soon as you, like, for instance, I, you can be asked a question. And most of the time, my initial response is my flesh answer, you know. And so now it's, it's one of those things where, okay, I can give you my flesh answer, or I can do what being with Jesus would would do. And most of the time, I, I'll give them both. <laughs> and I'll say, choose the Jesus answer. You know, let me, let me interrupt. We're inside four minutes for the program. Okay. But, but one of the things that I admire the most about you when you're counseling with other people um, is, is how your heart breaks. And see, in this way, your flesh serves you. Mm. And your flesh serves the Lord. Because uh, when, when a woman is, is married to a jerk, or when she's being abused verbally, mm-hmm. if she's being abused physically, oh, of course, we've got to hold Yeah, you've got to get out. We'll mm-hmm. help you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, you know, you kind of, and, and I don't want this to sound fleshy, um, but, but you get mad. You're on her side. Because it's not fair that things are this way. And that's Jesus' heart in you. And um, I know we can sin in our flesh, but, but you don't. What you do is you, you, you explain to her um, God's heart for her. You show her your heart for her. And at the same time, uh, you lead her to the Word to give her the right answers uh, that will help her walk out of this difficult place that she's in. And uh, we just had that. You know, your, your job, you're busy because uh, there's a lot of godly women married to jerks. Mm-hmm. And, and you've said it, and I've said it, every woman wants a godly man. Yes, they do. Every woman wants to feel and be treated as though they're special. Every woman wants to be loved and cherished. 
And men, that's our job. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do our job, then your wives are coming to somebody like Paula or in our church coming to Paula and saying, what can I do? Why won't God let me out of this mess? Mm -hmm. And and again, you get angry. Yeah, I do. But, but, but I get again. angry because, like you're saying, and I appreciate you, you complimenting me that on that because that just encourages me. Um, but, yeah, it's not fair. But, again, they're saying people are the way they are for a reason. And then to know God's word because he says, you know, wives, if you can just hang in there without words that your husband may be won over, you know, when they see your behavior when they can feel your enduring patience and uh, loving tenderness towards them in spite of how you're being treated without arguing because I always say you know you can leave them standing in the in the room alone but if they if you argue back you know they never get to turn to Jesus so if you could just without words just love him anyway yeah, don't repay evil with evil in yeah. your anger. Don't sin. I would add in your pain, don't sin. Yeah. Because if, if you stay in the place where Jesus wants you, he's got you. He's got you covered. Yeah. It, it really, really matters a whole bunch. Yeah. We've talked a lot on this program, Paula, about the volume at home, the things that husbands and wives say to each other many times in, in the hearing of their children. Yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Christian tragedy in the United States of America. Yeah. And then when the world sees us pointing uh, out the sin in gay marriage, they look at us and say, well, you guys haven't got your house in order. It's tough. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're 30 minutes left in the program. Ladies, 340-9585. If you have any questions or calls for Paula, 340-9585. We will be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the Date Day program. I'm Pastor Ron, and beautiful Paula is live in the studio with me. So 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. I know you've got some other things you want to talk about, but let me put you on the spot. 45 years of marriage, Saturday. Yeah. What's the best part? <laughs> that we made 45. <laughs> the, not, the day, not the day you got saved, because I didn't know that. But um, let me see. Probably the day. No, I don't know. Let me think. The day. There's a lot of days. Because the day you sat us, the kids and I down and had that family meeting and you said there's a new sheriff in town. You know, that was a pretty cool day. Um, oh, when you asked me to baptize you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, forgot. I hadn't forgotten about that, but I wouldn't have thought uh -huh. you had said that. Yeah. I cried because I was like, I might mess him up. He's finally <laughs> saved. And now what's, he's asking me to baptize him. And there was at the gym in the, in the jacuzzi. I practiced. I prayed, Lord, tell me what to say. And how long do I hold him down? And, you know, those <laughs> kind of things. But, yeah, when you asked me to baptize you. Yeah, that's a pretty cool day. And then the first time anybody asked me to speak with you, oh my goodness, that <laughs> <laughs> that Valentine's Day thing over in Austin, oh my goodness. That was fun, though, because um, I, I was able to practice in front of you at home like three times. I don't think I've ever done that since. We, we had, now you've got to get this, we had an hour and 15 minutes or so to talk. Yeah. It was the first time we did anything <laughs> together. Mm. Uh, Paula had sworn she was never going to be in front of people and teach those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And and so prayerfully, God told her, so she did it. And she would rehearse it over and over and over. And she finally came to me and she said, no matter what I do, I can't make it go more than eight, nine minutes. Eight minutes, yeah. And I said, well, Paula, I'll fill in whatever time you don't use. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Just go have a good time. Mm -hmm. So we work up to that moment. Um, I said, you can go first and just whatever whatever's on your heart. Mm -hmm. Well, as she's going like 50 minutes later, 
I didn't have any time. She took all my time, too. But it was such a blessing, but you just... But I kept asking, what time is it? It feels like I'm talking way too long. It's Pastor Ron's time. And they were like, no, keep going, keep going. I was like, there's no clock. And I didn't have a watch. I was like, seriously, come on. And so it wasn't all my fault. <laughs> See, shifting but, blame. Yeah, but that was, that was, oh, hilarious. So, you know, now when I know I'm going to be teaching, I, I have like three pages of notes. That usually takes because that gives the Holy Spirit, you know, fill in the blanks kind of thing. Or, you know, just to let me, let me count on him that he's going to interpret what I wrote down kind of a thing. So this past Saturday when I had six pages of notes, I was like, ladies, I don't have time to talk to you. You know, <laughs> I'll pray later. In fact, let me just get through this. But, yeah, that, that was hilarious. <sighs> What's the worst part of being Pastor Ron's wife? Well, not Ron the Jerk's wife. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Okay. Yeah, Pastor Ron's wife. Um, I probably, every time people ask me to speak away from here at the beginning, Oh my goodness, I would be more more mad because I, I I was scared. You know, you know when I'm getting fearful or sad, it kind of comes out as anger. They're just asking me to come over there and talk to them, Pastor Ron, because they think I'm like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like you, man. I don't know the history and all that kind of stuff. I just know this is what it says. This is what we're supposed to do. So go do that. So what did I tell you every time you went through that? You would say, Paula, just be yourself, you know? And I was like... remember the day you said, I don't know who that is. That's right. I don't know who that is. And if I knew her, I don't think I would like her anyway. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I'm a little bit better now than than I was back then. But, yeah, that's probably the hardest part when, when, um, you know, I mean... You just you can do a book report on a book you did in third grade. <laughs> Me, I have to go read the book that I just read last week, you know, to try to remember some. We're just different people, and so you know, at the beginning, being that's where you get invited to go every place, and I don't. <laughs> oh, you're, that's you're, that. You're fun, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm funny. I don't know fun, but I I, I do have a different personality and I think that's where the Lord has been um, encouraging me with that word unique he didn't he didn't make me to be like you he didn't make me to be like anybody else um, I'm his I'm his special precious uh, girl and you know I, I do more so now enjoy how he uses me you know I can I mean it's okay to be funny it's okay um that I'm emotional, not with with laughter, but with with tears, with real pain, um, and it, you know he uses that for other people, and I'm realizing that now. And there's sometimes when um, I don't even know, you know, um, what's going to be spoken or who's in the uh, in the audience, for instance, who needs to hear something that I didn't know I was even going to say. And, and he'll, you know, because I've made myself available, um, he will say something through me. And, you know, I, I'm trying to get to that place of not questioning, well, why did I say that, you know? But, okay, there it is. And then, for instance, when I was at the last women's retreat that I did, <clears throat> and they asked me to do my my devotion, my, uh, my testimony, you know, after I had done the first session, between the, the second, between the first and second session, they come and say, you know what, we know you're already prepared, but we would like you to share your testimony. And, and I wasn't prepared to share my testimony. And, um, but anyway, sharing it, four, four ladies um, came to me saying, one lady had, had questions on a piece of paper who wasn't even going to come to this retreat, and the Lord said, oh, yes, you are. And um, she said, you answered every question I had on here. Three other ladies had the same kind of situation with their mothers as I had had with mine. And um, they were saying, thank you so much because, um, you know, as Christians, a lot of times we think we always have to say yes. And if we separate ourselves from people in our lives because they are the hindrances as to what God is calling us to, 
uh, we we feel guilty that we have to move on sometimes. And so, woman after woman was telling me these things. Well, maybe six weeks, maybe two months ago now, um, I had one of those ladies come to me. I mean, uh, call me on the phone and say. I'm the one who didn't want to come to that retreat. I'm the one sitting in the back with my arms crossed, you know, thinking, God, why did you have me come over here? I didn't, I don't even know these ladies kind of thing. And um, she said, but when you shared your testimony, I was free when you said people are the way they are and hurting people hurt people. She said, I was just a hurt person. Didn't take into account that my mother was a hurting woman. I, she says, I remember a lot of the things that I saw her go through. And now that she's um, of, of age, you know, I had forgotten and I was just feeling sorry for myself. And so she says, I was able to go back and my mother and I have reconciled hmm. and um, I was able to take care of her and Paula she died a week ago. Oh my! She said, but everything was was spoken about. Uh, we were we had been reconciled, and the peace I have in my heart now that I would not have had had you not said some of the things you said. See, even at retreats, and we talked about our retreat, <clears throat> our men's retreat coming up. Um, we have a plan. Um, I have an idea what I'm going to talk about. I'm, I do one session, and, and I know Pastor Tim will be doing four. Um, but but God puts people together at these retreats. Um, he, he'll he'll have you say something, a word of knowledge or or a word of wisdom uh, during a teaching that is exactly what somebody needed to hear. And it's a process that God uses to begin bringing people to Him. And that's why retreats are so uh, so important. Just Time away from the noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the places, I, again, I don't know about this place for sure, but but the the, the other places that we've gone for our retreats, um, cell phone reception is so bad that we're away from the the noise of of our, our electronic gadgets, mm-hmm. um, and, and so pretty much it's it's two and a half days of concentrated Jesus, mm-hmm. and he breaks through those barriers. Yeah. And uh, all we have to do is just trust that he's got a plan, and and uh, he kind of directs our steps. And every retreat, every afterglow is a little different than the last one. Uh, and every time we come home, there are people who say it was the best one ever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people like Felipe, who called uh, right at the beginning of the program, um, they're never the same people. Mm-mm. And those that are changed, you know. They just try to gather as many people. That's why Felipe is the cheerleader. They try to gather as many people as they can because they they understand what God has done in their lives, and they want that joy and that change lives for others. Um, at this place, you'll be able to get reception, um, but it's kind of like, you know, these are grown men. And it's not like they come to the academy here, and if you have a cell phone, you got to put it in a basket until school is over. But really, you know, that would be the very best thing. You know, of course, we have emergencies and that kind of stuff. But there is, you take into those things account. Um, but be disciplined. Just put that thing away. Put it away. You know, don't be distracted. Don't don't want to be distracted. You know? Well, sometimes a distraction is an escape valve when the That's Holy Spirit is. starts cutting the heart. Yep. You know, it's it's easy to be distracted, so I don't have to think about what God is doing. Yeah. But but you know, I call him the Hound of Heaven. Yeah. Uh, he he never stops chasing the Holy Spirit, yeah. and and at some point, um, he's going to have you in his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's always best if we don't make him tackle us yeah. first. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's just one of those things. So. Yeah. Uh, again, a plug for our coming uh, retreat this weekend. You know, uh, Paula, somebody said, well, another pastor said, you know, we've not, we've stopped doing retreats and we started doing men's conferences. Uh, I really believe, as much as I don't like nature. Yeah, I know. You know, I... I You're very creature comfort oh, at home with me. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I, I, for <laughs> me, it is the most uncomfortable thing ever. Yeah. But at the time and the distance away... Yeah. 
the sacrifice we make for Jesus with the little bit of money that we charge. You yeah. know, retreat centers are getting so expensive, mm-hmm. and, and they're getting, because the, there's not many of them left, uh, they become pretty um, difficult to deal with at times. Uh, and so it'd be easier. Let's just have a men's conference. Everybody here, it's all day Saturday. I'm speaking at a men's conference. I just got an invitation for, for Houston in March. Um, but but the time away, uh, the, the the distraction of of quiet, yeah. is so vital. Yeah. Um, and God really does some miraculous things. Yeah. Um, that the afterglow is on that second day. You're there all, you know, the evening of Thursday, and then it's all day Friday where the Lord's been able to break down some walls um, and, and really kind of get into those deep recesses, if you would. Um, and then the guys are, like Ron Terry says, raw. You know, one person stands up and confesses maybe a dad and his sons are in the in the congregation there to say, I have not been a good father, husband to your mother. Please forgive me, nor have I been a good father to you. And I want to do better. Would you please pray for me? You know, kind of a thing. And then that spurs another one to say, you know what? I've been a jerk at my house too. You know, here I am um, going to work and making the money kind of a thing. But woman, submit to me when I get home instead of, instead of being tender and sweet and loving to her. I've been... You know, I'm the boss at work, and so now I'm the boss at home, and so you better, you know, I've been like that, and I don't want to be like that anymore, kind of. Man after man, or your, you know, you have a caller who who calls in quite often saying, you know, my wife doesn't even like the way I smell. You know, well, dude, take a shower. I love how you are just, you're, you're forthright, but that's the most loving thing. You want to be loved, so be lovable. Clean up, you know? And so man after man will hear those kinds of things from other men who have gone through things and, and be able to come home. And they have a fellowship here back in the body, of course, because uh, nobody needs to go through anything alone. But at that afterglow, you can kind of unload, you know, some of those things, realizing other people go through the same thing as you. And know that you're not alone. Yeah, and and I appreciate a lot uh, the diversity uh, of the group of men, uh, from all walks of life, from all generations, yeah. um, from all backgrounds and and, and racial groups. Yeah, um, it, it's just a bunch of men who are sinners, <laughs> who are grateful for Jesus. Yeah, um, many who are there because they were extended an invitation uh, by somebody at work or somebody in their family. And they don't really know what's going on. And you can watch the Holy Spirit washing them clean. Uh, and uh, that Friday night, people always give their hearts to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a baptism. Um, typically, people get saved. We want to go baptize. Now, this, I don't know if we're going to do it this time because we got a church baptism coming up October 1st. So. I know, but at this place, yeah. there is a beautiful swimming pool right in the middle. There's river, too, but... Yeah, I think our guys like the river more, so yeah. they, they like to see me get dirty and being comfortable. <laughs> Three, four, zero, ninety-five, eighty-five. I have no idea how much time we got left. Yeah. You wanted, you had a couple things you wanted to talk about re- regarding our study last night or something. I did. Okay. I did. Um, the whole the whole lesson was on fear and what it what it can what it can do to us, you know. And and I like how you'd say you live in fear daily. Um, but you don't let it paralyze you. You know, being afraid is one thing because the paralyzing fear, if if I would have had my way, we'd have never been in San Antonio. You know, I was afraid to come over here, um, but yet trusting God, he, he, he propelled us, he propelled me anyway over here. Um, but I loved one. We, go ahead. You know, just, just use that example. If God says to go to San Antonio, we're in California, we've never been to Texas and didn't know anybody here. I think the difference initially between your response and mine was, well, it wasn't that I was looking forward to San Antonio. I just realized I didn't have a choice because he is my owner. Mm-hmm. And and so it wasn't a matter of, of if we were going, uh, it's where we've been directed to go. And I think too many of us, Paul, as Christians, we, we sort of lose that sense of obligation. You know, Paul said in our study, in Romans 8, that we have an obligation. Mm-hmm. But the obligation is not to our flesh. The mm-hmm. obligation that we have is to God based mm-hmm. on everything he's done. 
So I'm obligated. When God says go, we say yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he was preparing your heart to overcome your fear of that with the obligation uh, that required you to trust in a loving Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that he says, I got you the whole way, you know, in the truck. And I was so thankful that you kept saying, I could see the Lord is just like, you know, I was like, well, I'm glad you could see that. Okay. Okay. Because I was more afraid looking under my eye, but eyelids with my eyes closed, like we're really going, we're really going. <laughs> and you were saying, I could just see the Lord. So you were, you were really encouraging to me, but yes, um, that you said in for verse four, that, um, Jesus cares more for people than rules. That's so huge because, you know, even as a, as a new believer, thinking, you know, I better toe the line. You know, I better know what he wants and, and do it more in, instead of it being him being a gentle, patient, loving, kind father who's going to work his will in me, you know, and, and, and bring it to pass. I thought I had to do it. You know, I, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. God, you're going to be so proud of me. <laughs> you are going to be so proud of me. Now see, if God, if God would just <laughs> appear in front of you, Jesus just shows up. Mm-hmm. He would say, sweetheart, I'm so proud of you. You can't imagine how proud I am. Not I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. I already am. And that's what we've got to understand. It's not mm-hmm. based on our performance. Yeah. I know. I'm learning, Pastor Ron. <laughs> trying to help my other Christian friends. But God works. God works every day for the benefit of man. God works every day for the benefit of man. You know? Um, and then every day belongs to the Lord. Uh, and I love that part. And, and, you know, when I take my notes, when I when you say... This is out of 1 Samuel chapter 21. Oh, yeah, 1 Samuel chapter 21 last night. Um, you were saying that fear gives uh, the opportunity to destroy... But here's my all capital underlying line. Don't let fear change what you know or how you live your life. It's like, okay, Lord, I'm going out. It feels like the boogeyman's on the left and the right. The alligators are nipping at my toes. But you say to walk a straight line. I'm following you, Jesus. But boy, it looks spooky out here. But I'm going to keep going with you. And then when you get to that place where you see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's like, whoo, <laughs> thank you, and Jesus. Here's what we know, and I get to talk about this on Sunday here at church. If God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah. And see, that's what we know. We, we can't let fear or our circumstances or our pain, uh, uh, much of chapter 8 is, is dealing with suffering and God's goodness even in suffering. We can't let our pain change what we know about God. Yeah. Not only is he with us, but he's advocating on our behalf. Uh, he's interceding for us when the enemy tells lies about mm-hmm. us. Uh, he's going before us to make the way. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to be afraid. It's just never okay to give in to your fear. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote that down too. It's yeah. It's okay to be afraid, but not to give in to it. And I keep hearing this. That translated into... You can trust me. I am with you. You know, which is what he's been saying to me for a couple of years. Uh, well, forever, but in particular. Uh, you know what the problem is when we are in fear is we forget how faithful God has been. You know, how, how, I'm 65. How many times have I said, oh, I don't think I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been saying that since I was like 35, you know. I don't think I'm going to make one more day. Yeah, yeah. And yet the Lord says, I have you. I'm holding you in my hands. Um, But that how David forgot before he just had, you know, the little harp or lyre thing, an instrument of worship, you know. And our hands should be that instrument of worship, lifting our hands to the Lord who's delivered us. Into the when we get afraid, we take weapons of the world. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. try to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. We're inside four minutes, Paul. Let's take the phone call. we got Greg holding on line one. Greg, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron? Yes. Hi. Hey, listen. I just, you know, I've listened to you as often as I can on the radio. And I just want to let you know I appreciate you being on the air. And I really appreciate... Uh, Thursdays when Paul is there, uh, because that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm the comic relief. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same way in my family. My wife is a comic relief as well. 
Uh, anyway, just want to thank y'all. I appreciate y'all, and uh, I appreciate your your insight and your your story, and and uh, it's an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for you know to, to have Greg take the time to say that. Just that's that's so kind. People are kind. People, I love godly people. You know, Paul, because Saturday's our anniversary. Um, you start thinking about time when you hit milestones like. 30, 40. 45, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, You know, what's amazing, though, is is you look back and you really do marvel at how fast everything has gone. Our, our days, uh, I mean, every day is a radio show, every day is a, a, a Bible study. Uh, it's, just, it's just constant motion. Mm-hmm. And um, you wake up one day and you're like 60. Yeah. And you're older, and yeah, yeah. pretty soon I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be like 90 in uh-huh. a nursing home. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and, and we can look back, and this is what David didn't do. David didn't look back at Goliath. David didn't look back when Saul wanted a hundred Philistine foreskins mm-hmm. for the bridal price. He says, I'll give you two. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't look back at those times when God showed off for him. All he could see was his fear. All he could deal with was how he felt. And... and just surviving with 22 plus years here at Calvary Chapel or the place that we never oh, had been my goodness. didn't want to go. The church and the school of yeah. impossibility. Uh, you know, you, you, you just think, um, how did all of this happen? And you have to look back and remember the goodness of God. Yeah. And it's never more important. And this is what I hope I communicated well last night. It's never more important than when you're going through a difficult time to remember those things. Yeah. To, to, to reflect on the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, because David, at the very beginning of the chapter, uh, he goes to Ahimelech uh, at the house of God, but, but he doesn't give Ahimelech a chance to consult God on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, he goes in and sort of starts lying and dictating terms, and he was rendered unhelpable because of his approach. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I remember saying this, you know, when when... <coughs> The church looked like it was going to fold. And I remember hearing this, that song, He did not bring us out this far to take us back again. He brought us out to take us into the promised land. And sometimes, in my fear, the Lord will just bring Scripture up again. Be in your word so He can do that. You put it in, He'll bring it out. Yeah, but there's sometimes I'm in the corner scared, you know, (laughs) like, Lord. And He'll bring, He'll bring a word. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, Paula. Thanks for being here. Uh, you've been listening to the Date Day edition of the Word to Center for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 for your phone calls and questions. See you then. God bless you. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.